It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. EOTM Radio. Entrepreneurs on the moon, we shape the life for a better tomorrow. What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. All right, well, good evening, and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show uh, here on EOTM Radio. I want to thank you. For joining us tonight, as always, we'll be discussing the latest in entertainment news, sports, fashion, and movie reviews. Of course, we'll be doing our question of the day. And tonight, we welcome director and actor Fred Thomas Jr. and comedian Xavier X Men Paul. As always, once you call with your questions and comments, the number is 718-664-6543. Again, it's 718-664-6543. You can also join us in chat. There's a link on our Facebook page as well. Now. Uh, Ms. Parker, how are you doing? Is she not on? All right, all right. All right, so let's see. Uh, Janera, I know you're on. How are you doing, Janera? GK, somebody help me. GK, you on? Strike two. Strike am, I, am, I the, am I the I only one that wants to talk to you tonight? Well, I think our program director, she got kicked off, and so she, people are probably on, but they're still on mute. So I think that's what she just, she's uh, sending me messages now saying she got kicked off, but she's calling back in. Uh, so anyway. How this you is live here? entertainment, folks, live entertainment. Live entertainment. Live <laughs> entertainment. So, so how, how are you? How, how was your weekend? weekend? Oh. So my weekend was good. Was good. Um, I had a busy last week. You know, I did uh, – I did um, – a, a taping. I did a taping where they actually interviewed me and I performed my new song on my way. And I was in the studio last week, so this weekend I just really just chilled a little bit. Um, hung out with some friends. Nothing, nothing too major. What about you? Um, this weekend, um, I guess Friday and uh, early part of Saturday was relaxation for me. And then I accompanied uh, my friend Lania Love to. Uh-huh a movie set, which we're both in the movie. She's, you know, co-starring, and I am actually, I have a cameo in the movie, Love Him or Leave Him by uh, Miss Tiffany Yancey. And I got to set, and I got put to work, which was cool because I got to operate, you know, I was the sound engineer, and I operated the boom, so I got a chance to learn something about movie making, uh, which was pretty cool. So it was exciting. I'm making a movie, folks. Uh oh, uh oh. So you and Adam, both of our movie review guys, they're they're doing movies now. You know, Adam is an actor, so now you you picked up the bug. That's great. Yeah, That's really absolutely. Cool. How was your experience? Oh, it was it was wonderful. Uh, the biggest thing about movie making, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Okay, so, yeah. you know, those scenes that you that look iconic on the screen, 
it probably took them about two to three to four to five to seven hours to get it right. And then even even in that, it's not promising that whatever they film is going to make the cut. So luckily when I walked on set uh, Saturday, the director, Tim Fontaine, we had him on the show before, um, Mm -hmm. he actually said to me, hey, TK, you made the cut. That's what every actor loves to hear. You made the cut. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you do your, do your review, and I want to ask you a question about something else. So what, what did you get to see? I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, of course. Okay. And it was everything that I wanted and hoped that it would be. Um, as far as sequels and prequels go, this franchise is, is really doing it right. Everyone else okay. can take a lesson from them. Um, they're actually... Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is the second installment to the prequel to Planet of the Apes. And um, they're not failing. This movie had a lot of ups and downs. It took you on a roller coaster ride. And it picks up basically after, um, if if anyone that saw the first movie, you know, the apes attacked and they gained Mm -hmm. their freedom. This movie picks up, they started their own civilization, and um, the human race is dwindling. And they don't, they haven't seen humans for a while, and they're trying to understand and gain knowledge if humans are still out there. And the humans that are still out there in the world are trying to survive. And they're trying to um, regain civilization the way that they knew it. So there comes this epic battle between human and ape as it comes to both of their survival. It's very, very interesting. And there's a lot of. Um, dead on um, bigotry and I don't want to say racism, but it's speciesism, if I can say that, Um, (laughs) because it's apes and humans. So a lot of it hits home and it will tug at your heart because in essence, it's it's about family and it's about survival of the species. Okay. Uh, I I highly highly recommend it. I'm honest. Well, I saw it. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it last night. I saw the first one. I do like the first one better. Not the first one, but you know what I mean, the the previous one mm-hmm. better. Um, but I, I liked it. The the group that I was with didn't like it so much because they were, I think, reading too much into it. Uh, why did they ape things so human-like if they hadn't interacted with humans for 20 years? Like, that's overthinking it. I think the core of the, the plot was. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, def- I, I definitely give it a thumbs up. I'm sorry, Stephen. What'd you say? Oh, because they got the uh, part of the movie. So she doesn't really love the movie theater too much. <laughs> yeah, I. I um, what did you ask me if I liked it, Stephen? No, I said after they got into the movies. I know you're not a big movie goer. Yeah, yeah, they got into the movie, and it it was definitely something that I wanted to see. And I uh, saw it in the really nice IMAX theater um, in Alpharetta. So. Um, okay. wasn't bad. If I'm already out, I'm fine. I've been getting dressed to go to the movies. It's, it's kind of where uh, where I get uh, uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's where my hiccups are. <laughs> I understand that. I definitely understand. What were you saying, Chica? No, I, I was just saying that um, I definitely recommend it. I give it a thumbs up, uh, especially if you if you want to watch a movie that has some heart and weight to it. This is definitely one. Okay, okay. Now, I find it interesting, switching gears, uh, a lot of movie stars are doing television shows. You know, uh, Halle Berry's new show, Extent, Extent, I think that's how you pronounce it, it mm-hmm. uh, 
last week. I actually saw the show, loved it, thought it was really good. I think it's going to be a great, uh, you know, season. I don't know how long she'll, she'll do it, but um, I think it's going to be a great season based on the trailer. Did you get a chance to see it? I did not. I, I did hear great things about it, though, and mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad that you brought that up because there are a number of things that are happening with television versus movies versus cable versus the internet. Um, exactly. If you've noticed, there are a few internet series that are nominated for Emmys this year, mm-hmm. and yep. they're leading. Um, and they're the internet is rivaling cable. Most people are dropping off cable to to pick up Netflix because uh-huh. it's cheaper and you still get pretty much the same quality of programming because Netflix, what they're doing now, they're starting to have their own original series. Uh, right. Like Orange is the New Black, which is probably their number one series at this point. And I became a fan. Um, I, I like the um, censor-free artistry of it all, and um, the other thing is uh, financial compensation, if I can say that. Um, Some of these actors aren't getting picked for movies because the studios are going straight for guaranteed box office hits. I've brought it up many times before, you know, recycled stories, stories that they know are going to bring in a dollar. They stick with the same stars because their box office, you know, royalty Mm -hmm. is going to bring in the money. So these actors, they have to eat, you know, and if that's your profession, you are 100% an actor through and through, you have to find a way to make the ends meet. So a lot of them are going to television. And if you go to television, like Holly Berry, and you have a name, you can demand top dollar because she's an Oscar award winner. When she steps to the network, they're going to automatically, because she is who she is. And they're and probably Steven, giving a car blanche to create whatever mm-hmm. she wants to create. Right, yeah. And Steven Spielberg, uh, he's the, the uh, director. So, I mean, Absolutely. If you watch, but to me, when I was watching it, it was like watching a movie with commercials. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was that, the quality was just there. You know, you for, and, and that's Steven Spielberg. You were, right, exactly. And, you know, Viola Davis, she's teaming up with Shonda Rhimes for a, a show that's coming on uh, called How to Get Away with, with Murder. And that, that comes out in the fall, but another example of, uh, you know, an actress, you know, uh, going into television. And if you if you think about Viola Davis for a second, how many movies can you say that she's been in where she's been the leading lady? We know exactly. her because she gives powerful performances, but when has she ever really been the leading lady? And now she's right. going to television, she has an opportunity to lead something. And that's what you want on your resume as an actor. You want to be able to show that you can carry, you know, a piece of art. On your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Anything uh, coming up that you're looking forward to? Yeah, there is a, um, a movie coming out. It's, it's actually directed by Angelina Jolie. It's called Unbroken, and it's mm-hmm. uh, the story of a gentleman who um, has a journey in life where you know it starts off when he's uh, a child, and it goes to him competing in the Olympics to actually joining the military and becoming a prisoner of war and how he survives all of that and the trials and tribulations of his life. And the biggest component of that is him being a prisoner of war and surviving through that. Um, I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to just say I I got teared up even watching the previews for it. That's how intense it was. 
And Angelina okay. Jolie, she's not. A, she doesn't play with her art. She she pretty much comes pretty serious when she's going for a drama. Right. Yeah. Um. The the second movie is called Gone Girl, which stars uh, Ben Affleck and Tyler Perry. I was not shied away when Tyler Perry came up on the screen. I think right. because <laughs> this is totally detached from his Tyler Perry brand and his own direction and his own production that he may shine in this role. I think I may actually like his acting in this movie. It's, it's very hard-hitting. It's a thriller, and it's a, a murder mystery. Uh, ben Affleck's wife is murdered, and he's the number one suspect, and he's proclaiming his innocence. And, again, you know, it's pretty hard-hitting, uh, pretty dramatic. Yeah. And the third one is a movie called Fury, which is a war movie which stars Brad Pitt. And... Um, it's pretty dramatic, nothing, you know, light about it. It's pretty hardcore. And it's about um, a team of soldiers that have to go up against uh, 300 soldiers of the enemy. And there are just eight soldiers and a tank. And that's the climax of the movie. Okay. Have you seen the, the first pictures, you know, the, the last time? Uh, Angela Bass is uh, directing the uh, movie on Whitney Houston. Uh, Absolutely. Have you seen the I, pictures? I have. I actually had a, a Twitter conversation with Yaya herself. And if if anyone doesn't remember Yaya, Yaya was the number one contender with Eva Pigford in America's Top Model uh, with Tyra Banks. She actually came right, second. She's also in the Butler. She's also Say in that the again? She was also in the Butler. Yeah, she was in the Butler. So since America's Top Model, she's been acting in a few movies. She was in the Butler. She was also in uh, Out of Time with uh, Justin Timberlake. Okay. Um, okay. She's been acting small parts since then, but I, I really do believe that she has the chops to be able to pull Whitney off. She really does look like her in some of the photographs, and I think mm-hmm. with Angela Bassett's directing and tutelage, she'll excel. And she was handpicked by Angela Bassett. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember there being a, um, some kind of debate, and uh, Bobby Chris had some harsh things to say about Angela Bassett because she yeah. was just to play her mom, like. You called Angela Bassett the B word. How dare you? Yeah, she she was mad because uh, Angela did an interview talking about the movie, and the interviewer asked her, uh, you know, did she consider Bobby? I mean, uh, Bob Christina playing Whitney, and she said she's never considered it because Bob, she's not a she's not really an actress. She's not a claim actress. Like she she's been in a reality show and she had a small role in the Tyler Perry show, um, but she said for someone to play someone of this magnitude is someone who has studied acting, who is an actress. And so she said that's why she didn't do it. Well, Bobby, I'll take it a step further. If Bobby Christina was a real artist, she would have yielded to the fact that this is her mother's story, and her right. mother probably would have wanted someone to play her the best of their ability, and they would need to have been a trained person in the arts. And mm-hmm. Bobby Chris is not that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And let me, and let me throw in my two cents really quick, guys. I don't really think that um, that's the only reason she didn't pick her. I think, you know, Bobby Christine have a drug-ish problem. So I think yeah. she, being a mother, considered the fact that this this young lady is not healed. And no, so and she would have to... being put in the situation to literally... with her mother is not a great luck. Yeah. No, and yeah. it's not. And, and, and being in the throes of acting, she is going to have to relive and go a through of some of those exactly. emotions that her mother went through. How can you do that and you're not fully healed yourself? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. I agree. 
Okay, well, we'll definitely be watching and see how the, how the movie plays out. Uh, Chike, thank you, thank you as always, and have a great Absolutely. week. Okay? Thank you, thank you. Okay. Have a good one, Chike. Miss Ferguson, I know you need to go early. How are you doing today? I am. How was your week? I'm all right. How are you? Miss Ferguson. Pretty good, pretty good. Sorry about that. I was trying to. I was trying to get. I didn't know I was muted. So I was like, "Stephen, I'm here. I'm here." I know. I know. We had some technical issues, but we're back. We're back. Do you have okay. some good stuff for us? I do. I have some good stuff for you guys. Um, of course, you know we missed uh, this. This uh, we missed the Fourth of July holiday. So hopefully, I'll be able to make up for missing that since we weren't on the show. Um, I'm gonna start off with Gap. Um, you know they, they're always having a sale. And you know, I'm noticing that more and more Gap stores are closing, um, and I think, and they're also doing a lot of online-only sales. I think I may have mentioned this before, but I think the Gap is basically uh, trying to move to online things, not necessarily, you know, having. I mean, of course, they still have stores open, but I think that they're really trying to move towards having uh, sales online, and 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 you know, people moving towards having a lot, a lot of online shopping. And I know I mention Piper Lime all the time. That's an online-only store that uh, that Gap owns. So I think that they're really trying to move toward that. But they're having a sale um, today, and it's their summer sale. So if you shop now, you can get up to 75% off of your purchase. And you can also get an extra 25% off of your purchase with say, with the code EXTRA. And so that's that, like they have some really good deals. I just took a look tonight, and um, a lot of those deals are uh, like twenty dollars for a dress, which of course you know a Gap they they can sometimes think a little highly of their of their items. So twenty dollars for a dress plus an additional twenty five percent off is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and of course I did you know I did buy a dress or two, so of course. <laughs> you know I have a problem. Um, Express, they're also having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 30% off of all dresses, rompers, and jumpsuits. So this is a great sale for the summer because rompers and jumpsuits are just the, the you know, the, the in-fashion thing to do now, well, at least during this season. season. Um, Jones, New York, they're having a sale as well, and this is today only. Um, this is also an online-only sale, so don't worry about it being 10 o'clock with stores being closed. Um, but all of their dresses are uh, $39 and $49. I'm sorry, a lot of their dresses are $39 and $49. So you may want to look into that. Uh, Nine, Nine West is having a summer love-in sale, and you can get select styles for $29.99 to $39.99. So that's pretty much a steal um, for a pair of shoes. Plus you can get up to 60% off of select styles. And this is also like sales styles um, that, that Nine West is giving you um, up to 60% off on. Um, the Gucci uh, Gucci is having, I'm sorry, there's a there's a Gucci event going on at BlueFly.com. And, of course, BlueFly.com is an online-only sale. But they're having a Gucci uh, event, and if you shop now, you can get up to, you can get an extra 10% off of your Gucci purchase. Um, Nordstrom Rack is also having a sale, and this is for a limited time. Um, if you shop at Nordstrom Rack, and this is online and in stores, you can get um, you can save on Cole Haan because they're having a Cole Haan um, sale event, and they don't really they don't necessarily have like 
you know, 50% off or 60% off. They just have savings, so they discount it indiscriminately. So I'm not sure exactly um, how much everything costs, but I was taking a look at it tonight. And um, there you can get you can get a pair of shoes for, you know, a pair of Cole Haan shoes, which will last you forever, for 90 bucks. And um, this is men, women, and children. Um, and, you know, Cole Haan, they can think you know they their 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 items can get really pricey so i would you know try to take a look at that and of course you can shop online and in stores uh Saks Fifth avenue off at office is having a sale and you can get up to an extra 50 percent off of your sale purchase so they're really trying to clear things out to make room for the fall and so now is a great time to start shopping for you know the summer items even though we're dead set in the middle of summer they're trying to get rid of a lot of stuff to get ready for fall so You'll hear a lot of sales like that. Um, Shoes.com, they're also having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get an extra 25% off of all sales shoes. And last but not least, uh, Old Navy is having a sale. And, again, a lot of the Old Navy Gap and Banana Republic stores are trying to move away from people shopping in stores, and they're trying to move towards people shopping online. Um, I have no idea why they're doing that. I guess to cut back on overhead. But... Old Navy is also having a sale. Um, if you shop now, you can save 30% off of all regular priced items and an extra 20% off of all sale items. So you just need to use code SAVINGS um, at checkout. And that's all I have for you guys this evening. All right. Well, as always, we thank you so much. They can follow that at budgetshopaholic.com. There's a link on yes, our Yes, they can. Janera, thank you, as always, Steven. thank you. Have a good one, okay? Okay, you too. Thanks. Right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hey, Ron, what's going on? Hola. Como estas? How are you doing? I'm good. Hey, yourself? Hey, Michelle. Miss Parker, how are you? I'm okay. Getting ready to hear about this LeBron thing, I'm sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. You already know this. Yes. But before I'm I go what, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, first, can I mention Planet of, of the Apes movie? Um, I saw it today, okay. and yeah, I I I don't recommend it myself. I the um, first maybe thirty to like forty five minutes was just a bore. Um, the, the rest of it was okay. I actually like the um, the the previous Planet of the Apes movie much better than um, this one, much better. So, okay. there's my two cents, and I'm done with. With my movie, your movie review, yeah, yeah. So TK Adams, sorry about that. Just had to, just just had to chime in there. All right, Juan, I'm actually surprised. I did not think that he was going to go back to Cleveland anytime soon. That, hey, yeah, good. yeah. You know, I'm 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 just I'm 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 just I'm just shocked. But if you notice though. It's only a two-year deal, so pretty much, yeah. He had a two-year option with the Heat anyway that that he decided not to um to um sign with to um to um actually um go with. So he mm-hmm. so he in essence is just pretty much finishing his contract with the Heat and Cleveland. So, well, Cleveland, the people in Cleveland are excited, excited. Of course, the Miami, they're burning his burning his uh. His jersey. <laughs> um, 
brought his jersey in Cleveland a few years ago, too. I can't believe he will ever go back to them. That's what they said, what yeah. About him online and published. It was almost like, you know, how dare you leave, I own you. Like, you know what I mean? I, I kind of felt there was a, a racist undertone to that letter, and I would, I would have never. Yeah, you would have paid me the entire salary of everyone in the league, and I wouldn't have went back. The um, Cavaliers it, owner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a bad letter, bad Tommy. And I understand I think God, I almost, I almost reposted it because people were like, "Well, it's his choice." I understand that, and I understand, you know, there are strategies to the game, and, and you want to win a championship, but your dignity has to have a price. Uh, and, right. And it has. I'm yeah. sorry, it has to be priceless. So I, I get all of that, but I'm really passionate about not letting people feel like they can treat you in way because anyway. they somehow have power over over a situation. And I think that I think that's the wrong message that he's sending out by going back. And I think it's ridiculous because one day they're burning his jersey, the next day they're uh, going back sending him out to buy a new one. Exactly. And they said well, they said that that his jersey is sold out since he uh you know went back to uh, Cleveland that it's sold out um you know already. Well, they'll be burning his jersey again in two years because He's not going to stay in Cleveland after two years. I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it because if it was long-term and if he was really into just being in Cleveland and retiring at Cavalier, he would not have done a, a two-year deal. Two years. Nah. Yeah. He's going to stay there two years. If they win a championship, so be it. If they don't, then he's gone. I don't think they're going to win a championship in two years. I just don't see it. They, with 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 the talent that they have now, they're not going to win it. And they're mm-hmm. they're trying to bring pieces in here and there, but I don't see it. I don't see it. So well, you know what he's trying to do is he's trying to create another team. So what he yeah. does is he move along the teams that are going to allow him to bring on people that he thinks he can play right, well yeah. with. So right. you know. He, that the point guard that plays for Cleveland, but Miami didn't have the capacity to bring him over, and he wasn't willing to leave. So he's a younger guy. He is a great point guard. Can't remember his name. And he also wanted the guy from um, from the T Wolves. So he from Minnesota. He wanted that guy. And he is coming over to Cleveland. And so once again, he's trying to manipulate the situation. I think I think his number one goal, and 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 what LeBron needs to realize is the championship is not everything. There are lots of good players in history in the history of NBA that did not get a, a championship. But guess what? Right. They're Hall of Fame players. I think he wants well it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Charles Barkley never ne- never won a championship. Hall of Fame player. I mean, that's just one of like like many. Carl. Malone, John Stockton, and those are the old, older guys. So yeah, right, there are yeah. plenty of guys that are you know really really talented that just don't, don't aren't able to win a championship. I okay now I will say this: Cleveland is going to be on the sports target map for like the next couple of years because of Johnny football, and now with um with um Braun being 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 back in Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland now the hotbed of sports for right now. But it's not going to last long. It's just not. I give this two years, and it'll if, be done. And If they do win, if they do win, do you think you'll stay longer? I do, yeah. If yeah. if they start winning, oh, yeah, if they win 
if he can win a, a um, championship within these two years, then he'll stay. If they're 0-2, he's out. And then they're going to burn his jersey again. And then, honestly, it's, it'll be kind of like, so what was the purpose? Like, what was your right. – are you kind of effing with Cleveland in a way? Like, you're there for, like, a couple of seasons, and then and then once it's not – once they're not winning championships, then then you leave? You know, like, we'll see. Uh, if y'all I have think a question that for Steven, though. Steven, what's your new team? Who's your – I mean, what team do you like? No, it's funny. Someone was calling me a Fairweather fan, uh, fan right? And I was yeah. joking with them. This was on Facebook. We were going back and forth. They said, yeah, you going to Cleveland now? <laughs> There's going to be a new team. And I said, I said no. I said, I thought I'm going to Spurs. He said, you don't make no sense. Make no sense. You go wherever they're winning. Not at all. The thing is, I don't really have – I don't have a diehard team that I just support like that. I couldn't but tell. I couldn't tell Miami was winning. I sure couldn't tell. No, 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 no. Mind you, I became a Heat fan – when everyone came together, that's when they did that trade. That's when I became a Heat fan. It was before they won. See, but I'm really not a, I'm not a fan of these instant championship quick teams. If if you get yeah. three Hall of Fame players and, and some on the team, of course they're going to win a freaking championship. I don't like right. the players. That's like putting Jordan, Charles Barkley, and Patrick Ewing all on, on the same team. Or you know what I'm saying, like, or or Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, and Larry Bird. Of course, mm-hmm. you can win a championship. That's not that's I, that's why I I was never a Miami Heat fan. I just didn't like them. I liked them. I had re re respect for them back when it was Shaq and D Wade. That was the team. That was mm-hmm. a, a hard nosed team that had pieces. Surrounding Wade and Shaq was like the um, icing on the cake. Great team, but again, these you know superstar laden teams. I'm 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 just not a fan. I'm I'm just not a fan, not at yeah. all. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, so do you think that Bron's going to try to get like another superstar Hall of Fame caliber player to come to Cleveland? Well, no, because those players are older. So what he's doing now, as you can see his strategy, is to go after younger players that are up and coming, younger players who are making a name for themselves, but they're not really well-known yet because obviously he still has to be a leader. I, I knew he wasn't going to L.A. He he wouldn't go to L.A. because he would be second to Kobe. He will never do that. Everybody who is at his caliber of, of, of the game right now are older. And so yeah. their years are never. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to build. I think he's going to try to stay at Cleveland and build a team using these younger guys. This is yeah. something that if he can get these guys to really play at a championship level and if they can actually win the championship, I, you know, kudos, kudos. <laughs> he, to me, he, he will be – Totally at the Jordan level, he he would be to me like neck and neck with Jordan if he can get this team to win a championship. This team, cause he would never be neck and neck with Jordan. Please, <laughs> I, don't think he's he's I don't like Kobe, and I think Kobe is the closest thing to Jordan that, he, that, that we've he's seen. Not, he's not going to surpass Jordan. No, no, Jordan is Jordan, 
but I think that he'll at least be in that conversation more because now I don't think he's in that conversation yet because Jordan's won six championships. Every right. NBA Finals that Jordan's ever ever been in, he's won. Kobe LeBron, and LeBron can never say that. Jordan is 6-0. and oh. Every championship, every NBA Finals that he's been to, he's won. Period. In discussion, pit a fork in it, is done. So Kobe and Brown will never be on that on that Jordan level. But I just think that it will bring LeBron a little bit closer just 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 for the sheer fact Cleveland. You know, if if he can get these, this 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 caliber of a team to actually play at 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 that level and actually win the championship, I that's I have to give him props for that. Do I think yeah. it's gonna happen? No. No, 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 it's not gonna happen. Not in a hundred years is it gonna happen. And we can actually play this a a year from now if they win the championship and I'll and I'll eat sandwich with pickles and dirt or something. I don't know, but it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So Well let, let's wrap up. Anything else you want to discuss before? Congratulations, Ger- Germany, for winning the um, World World Cup. You know that that was cool. Uh, quick question: Everyone was saying how how uh, you know here in America, we everyone was so excited about soccer. Which it's is over. It's hey, over. The, the, you don't think it's beyond one yeah. thing? Yeah. The um okay. the um the um carriage is now a pumpkin again. It's over. The um, <laughs> soccer craze is now done. It's over, yeah. yeah. It's over, yeah. It's over. So, sorry, MLS, it's not going to be popping. You know, Major League Soccer here is still going to be crappy. So, sorry, yeah. soccer fans here. Sorry, I'm just calling it like it is. And if you want to comment on that, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Aaron Cosby, A R O A R O N last name Cosby, just like Bill Cosby in the um, in the um, Cosby Show. And Stephen Miss Parker, I will let y'all get back to the show, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Have a good one. All right, Aaron, have a good one. We'll take a quick commercial break. We're right back after this. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Steed and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steed and Night Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to the Steed and Night Show. Before we go to our first guest, I want to ask everyone the question of the day. What's one talent you wish you had? Ms. Parker, any talent you wish you had? Yeah, I wish I could summon. <laughs> Talk about your, uh, your, your singing with the music. I sound good. She sounds good. I remember one time we were riding the car years ago, and she would sing. I said, you can sing. She said, no, I just sound good to music. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that radio off. It's a whole nother tone. <laughs> Well, I wish I could play the piano really well, but we want you to go on uh, uh, Twitter and tweet us and let us know what talent do you wish you had. Uh, tweet us at the Stephen Knight Show, S-H-O, and we'll read your comment right on the show. But 
Our first guest, Fred Thomas Jr., is a director, actor, and producer who has gained much success. Many of us were first introduced to him when he appeared on the reality show R&B Divas of L.A. and had the infamous feud with R&B diva Kelly Price. Currently, he is touring with his play, 12 by 9. Please help me welcome Fred Thomas. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Doing great. Doing great. It's Monday. That's how you start yeah, off the week. You're on top of the world, you know? It is a Monday. Definitely a Monday. We survived it, though. Well, let's exactly. Let's, let's talk about, uh, we're going to get to your play, obviously, but let's talk about yeah. your appearance on R&B Divas of L.A. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, so, what, what were your thoughts during all that when when you all were trying to come up with the monologues and everything? What were your thoughts at the time? Um, my my thoughts was just trying to figure out. Um, was trying to figure out everything. Like you know, um, what did the ladies really want to do? You know, right. um, the topics they went. What the, I, they knew they wanted to cover some personal things. Um, but my thing was like, you know, how do we go about doing that? Should it be like a all, you know, like a big type of Broadway musical? Should it be something scaled down where it's personal? Right. And um, you know, but they really wanted to do something that was based around monologues, like the vagina monologues. They wanted to do something similar to that and, and color girls. So right. um yeah, so it it, it kinda came out of that to just focus on um, the monologues and the music, but for them to write their own monologues and to um, find music in their library to match it along with the with the monologues, and, and that's how it kind of developed. Okay. And then obviously uh, everyone wasn't on board. Uh, <laughs> who's been on the show, been on the show, great. You know, we enjoyed it. Uh, right. You two kind of clashed. Were you, uh-huh. Did you know her prior to the show? Did it, the filming? No, you you know what? Um, I didn't know anyone on the show. Uh, okay. I was, I mean, I was, you know, I definitely was a, a listener and and a you know right. and a music lover to all of them, but I didn't know anyone. So when I came on, you know, I was, I had to, you know, remember like, okay, you know, you're a professional too. So you know, even though right. you like everybody's music here you know, stay focused on what you yeah. need to do. And because they kind of know, like, I know you, you know, everybody's looking at me like, I know who you know I am, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, once we, you know, got in and kind of, you know, got the introductions out of the way, you know, it was like, all right, this was down to business. And my whole thing was about making them look good, making them feel right. great, be comfortable. And I think it was just, you know, I had already walked into something, um, yeah. so I didn't really not, I didn't realize, I didn't know the dynamic of the women's relationships, you know, who right. knew who, who, you know, who, um, got along. you know, kind of might've been combative with each other. Yeah. Who got along? I mean, for a while, everybody got along, but you know, everybody had different opinions. So I had already walked into something and I, I had to kind of figure things out, um, on my own to, uh, then say, oh, okay, maybe this is how we need to kind of go about it. So. Right, right. Yeah. So after filming, obviously you were there actually live when that happened, but going back and watching it on TV, what were your thoughts about everything that, that went down? Um, they, uh, they cut out a lot. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they cut out a lot, which is, um, I mean, which is good, which is good because, um, I mean, in reality TV, clearly, like, like film and TV, you have to trim the fat, you know, with a script mm-hmm. or whether it's, um, you know, live, you're seeing things live and you got to use what you got to use. Um, but, I, I mean, I was satisfied with the overall, you know, production. 
from what I saw. I mean, it's unfortunate that things kind of happen the way they do because you have right. to remember you're you're on television. Somebody's, you know, they're filming you, and you know, I mean, the, the sad part about it, they may catch you on a bad day, and right. you can't exactly. explain that that was a bad day to millions of people. Like you know what I'm saying? So exactly. you have to be aware of what you say to people, and you know how you you know. Um, how you treat other people and, and how you're seeing and how you want to be portrayed. Um, right. But as far as, you know, you know, how I handle things, um, I was, I was satisfied. I mean, it was a lot of it was in a moment, so I didn't really get a chance to think. Um, uh-huh. I, I knew that, you know, my family watching and I didn't want to be disrespected. I wasn't going to be disrespected. I, right, didn't, yeah. I didn't want to disrespect them in any kind of way because they're women and I, I needed to, gain their trust, and the bigger picture was to get this performance up. So, mm-hmm. um, but when I, when I saw everything from the beginning, and I was happy, man. Nah. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So, I know we've seen, a, not even I'll use Trey Price as an example, because obviously the show did not help her. A lot of uh-huh. shows have helped celebrities um, or reality stars. They've helped them. Um, but I remember I was speaking to uh, this guy who was on a reality show in the mm-hmm. gym, and he told me, you know, I think he was trying to act for the camera, and it really backfired on him. <laughs> Everyone thought, you know, <laughs> things about him that weren't true, and it just really right. like it messed him up. Do you think you would ever be on a reality show again? No, because actually that wasn't – the funny thing about it, man, I, I was not the reality cat, you know. I, right. I come from exactly. television, so the the way how it was pitched to me was to come on there and direct, write, and produce a play, which is – Okay. So I didn't – I didn't see me going on there to be like a reality star or try to get attention. It was about being able to work with these amazing singers and, you know, all of us benefit from it. You know, we come out with an amazing project so the world can see and people can learn and grow from it. Honestly, I don't think it hit me that that's, that I was on reality TV, probably until it was over. Because it, <laughs> it was like, yo, yeah. you realize that was a reality TV show. Like, and, and then because I wasn't supposed to be in the show like I was. I was supposed to be on there a few times. You know, they have some sessions with me. But the way the storyline started to grow, it just, you know, I got woven into the storyline because of what was going on. Um, right. So, right. yeah, and that's, that's how that happened because that was not my vision. My thing was just to go on and, and make a great project with the ladies. I hear that. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the play, 12 by 9. Tell us about yeah. the play. There's a trailer on our Facebook page, so everyone go check that out. But tell us about Yeah, thanks the, for that, man. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, uh, 12 by 9 is a, is a play about um, three guys who find themselves sharing a prison cell after a, uh, a fire in um, a maximum security prison. And, um, you know, they come to find out that uh, well, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> so well, while they're there, they come to realize that they all have their own agenda. The the main the the main guy whose cell it is, his thing is he got five years left on a twenty five year bid. He just wants to do his time and be out. He has a single cell. He's had it for ten years, and he don't want no trouble. And when right. this fire happens, you know, the prison system is a business. You're a number. So uh-huh. they don't – you have no say on what goes on in that place as far as they're concerned. So they put these two guys in. Um, one is a uh, – he, he's in for 
I don't want to give it. Okay, I'm trying to reword this. <laughs> He's in for uh, mismanaging funds in the church. That's that's, oh, wow. that's a cover up. That's what we think he's actually in for, um, because it, it how it's set up. Uh, he's being accused of that, so he's waiting for trial to come. And the other guy is uh, he's a, the guy trained. He's a sociopath, and so he's in and out of prison and has been his whole life. So this ain't nothing but you know another little rest stop, and right. he doesn't mind. So he's one of them cats who, who's just always stirring the pot always stirring the pot. So he's trying to figure out how he can manipulate the whole situation. And he uses the prison system like these guys do to help. You know, they the prison system works with them. You know, there's guards who are, you know, on the take. And there's, you know, other prisoners who, you know, they're dealing drugs. And they, I mean, you can, it's like their own world. Drugs, sex, money. You can almost have anything you want in prison, you know, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That you that you would have on the outside world, they, he so he functions in that manner. And when you bring all that into a cell where a guy who just wants to be do his time, and he's actually in for murder, and who, he just wants to do his time, it's an explosion, man. So the pot is boiling. Wow, wow, yeah. that sounds like yeah. <laughs> everyone is. <laughs> so you know, I'm, you've been doing this for a while. When you are directing uh, a play. Or, or anything that you're directing, how does it? What is it? What's the reward for you when you see it come? Like you see the end result, right? Obviously, this mm-hmm. play now is is going around, and people are coming out and supporting it. What is that feeling for you on a personal level? Um, I mean, one thing is like you know having you know folks like you, Stephen, just like you know, um, just saying like acknowledging the fact that you know you we you've given attention to. African American artists and artists, period. That's like, uh, you know, that this is like, you know, an honor right here. So it, it's that, it's getting, it's being able to get the message out. Um, because I, I, everything I write and direct, um, I try to have some sort of like, you know, overall theme or message that, you know, can help change somebody's life or create some awareness or something of that nature. So it, it's about um, if I if I walk off stage. Um, or, you know, the show was over and people come to me and they say, oh, my gosh, that changed my life, or, you know, mm-hmm. that reminds me of somebody, you know, with 12 by 9, you know, a couple people, you know, one woman was like, yeah, that's me and my husband. And I was like, oh, what? Wow. She was like, she's like 25 years. Like my, she was like, my husband's doing 20 years now. And Ooh. because that guy is married and he has a relationship with, the, like his wife is relationship he 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 has a relationship with his wife on stage. Though you never see her, you feel her presence. Right, and right. um, yeah. And another one was like, yeah, the, the sociopath. That's my son. And she was like, I don't condone what he does, but now I understand why he thinks like he thinks because that place okay. does that to you. It helps you create. It's it makes you a person. You know, um, it turns you into a, a different person. You know, um, it may, if you go in that way, you definitely become worse, you know. Um, so when when you get that reward, same thing with the divas. Women are like, oh, my gosh, you know, anything you do, I want to support. You know, the, the stories that the women told, they, it changed my life. I connected with them. So when you get that, I mean, that's, that's, that's good because you're helping change the world, you know, and that's what's about making things and people better, you know. What, 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 is, what makes a person a good director, uh, uh, you know, someone who maybe – Try to pursue uh, this type of this type of career. What would make them mm-hmm. a good 
a really good director? I would say um, listening, you know, listening to uh, the text that, that's on the pit. When you're listening, when you hear it read, excuse me, listening to your actors, listening to your crew, um, you know, what, you know, uh, opening up your yourself to um, other people's uh, suggestions. Um, I mean, you got to be careful with that, but I mean, <laughs> but, you, but it's a collect. But 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 filmmaking is a collaborative effort. So you know, it's you can't you know walk away saying you made this film by yourself. It's a collaborative effort. So it it's about you know the art department, them them bringing in and with their ideas, and you know the cinematographer and and um, the stage managers and what whatever media that is. It's about listening to your, your cast and your crew and how you can take the things that you're hearing and create art all together. But I would like I would like to say listening first. No. Okay. Well tell everybody where they can learn more about twelve by nine. Yeah, yeah. Um folks you can check out twelve by nine at www dot twelve by nine the stage dot com. Uh we're setting up the our next leg of uh cities and, and we're looking at LA and I'm waiting to head back from the ATL right now as we speak. Can't wait. Okay. Um okay. yeah man. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll come we'll come support. We'll come support. <laughs> yeah man, because I just left. I was there with another play in October. Um okay. that I was okay. a play I was in called uh, uh Sunday morning. And okay. um yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's so believe. So when I was there, we got so much love. I was like, I gotta bring twelve by nine here because it's. I mean, yeah, yeah it's a theater city. It, it's a yeah. theater city, man, and it's growing, and it's a film city now, and a television city. So it can only get better. But um, but yeah, that's where everybody can find out the information at www.twelveby9thestageplay.com. What city we're coming to and what we got going on. Yeah. Fred Thomas Jr., thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us, and we wish you all uh, success. Thank you, good brother. Thank you. Much success, success Stephen. Appreciate yeah, congratulations on you. Yeah, great running, long-running show, too, man. Continue success. Appreciate that, man. All right, take care. Have a good one. All right. You too. And we'll be right Bye. back after this. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show. On EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Not only is he an accomplished actor and stand-up comedian, but he is also the voice of scores of national network oh, commercial campaigns, TV shows, network prom- promos for the past 20 years. Please help me welcome funny man, Xavier X-Man Paul. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for bringing me on. Really uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, get back out here and let people know that uh, I'm still alive. You know, it was funny. I was looking at your uh, your some of your reels today, uh, preparing for the interview, and you were a funny guy, definitely funny guy. And one thing I didn't know about you is that I mean, people have been hearing your voice for years and probably didn't even know it. You've been behind commercials like Gatorade, Burger King, uh, Reese's Puffs. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I've thanks so much. I appreciate. It. I've, I, I, I've done them all. I mean, uh, you name it. It's, I almost don't remember how I got started. I just they've they've brainwashed me to this point. I mean, everything you hear online of those you know Illuminati videos, it's 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 all true. I've been living I've been living in a small <laughs> small box. Uh, they put food oh, under no. it. You know, uh, I get you know I get an hour a day to walk around in the sun, and then it's to the studio, and then it's right back to the box. You know, um, wow. cult. but you know it's the Illuminati, and you know I don't have to want for anything. I mean the meals are good, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know it's real strict sun up, sun down. And but uh, well, I really started out as an actor. I wanted okay. to express myself, and uh, I show up at these auditions. You know, I got an agent, and I'd go up for roles like you know, for shows like Oz, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Law and Order. They want like you know a street thug character. You know, and well, I'd yeah. go in there, and I'd be like, yes, ma'am, give me your purse now. I want it. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I'm classically trained, and I want to make sure that they know that they're getting, you know, someone of, of, of Shakespearean stature. And they'd say, well, okay, you know, get out. You know, you sound white. <laughs> and, you know, and you tell your agent to never send, you know, your ass back here again. And, and I, uh, you know, I sat down with my agent. I said, well, what, what are we going to do? You know, and, and, and he's like, come on, you, you're going to have to jive it up. You have to learn to talk jive. You know? And I said, well, what are you talking about? I, right. And then we finally came up with it, voiceovers and narrations. I wow. couldn't believe it. It was just like, you know, it, it, it was made for me, I, you know. I went I went to the studio and I, I started getting work right away. I, I was the voice of Burger King for years. You know, you may remember. You know, Burger King introduces the new hickory bacon cheddar burger. Wow! You know, wow! Uh, you know, <laughs> voice of uh, voice of Nova and Weather Channel. You're watching the Weather Channel. Live by it. You know. Uh, I mean, but how did so you decided you all decided to do voiceover that you was going to doing start doing voiceovers. How did you get people to, you know, hire you or to, or to say, okay, this is the guy we want to, to do this? It's so interesting. There was, like, so many different starts that I had because, uh, you know, here in New York City, um, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's an actor's market. It's an actor's city. Right. And uh, the mid-'90s, you know, it uh, was very much, you know, the time to be black and funny on television. There were so many Afro-American <laughs> shows on TV. It was, that is true. It was kind of yeah. like a renaissance. Of course, now, you know, we look and it would, you know, it would seem like it had never even happened. Um, right. You know, I was... I was, well, I was reality watching, shows now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just not really all that into... I mean, I've been the voice of a, a lot of different new reality shows, and I mean, maybe we get a chance to talk about that. But if I could really... It's hard to kind of put my finger on exactly when it started because I was kind of doing voice work before I did stand-up, and then during stand-up, kind of made it part of my act, and then, you know, it was it was what I used to differentiate myself from the sea of other stand-up comics that were out there, you know, the Bill Bellamy's, and the and the uh, Jimmy Max, and um, uh, who we just lost, by the way, unfortunately, uh, and then also the Bernie Max, and who we also lost. Everybody by the last name of Mac is dead. What the fuck? But, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell that's about. Um, you know, what it is, but they've got it in for comics. But, but those, were some of, those were some of the greats. And, and there's so many of the guys who did Def Jam, Russell Simmons. Remember all those comics? Yeah, Remember all yeah. those comics? You know, and, and it's like, where are they now, you know? I'm like, yeah. it's, um, so I 
I thought to myself that, you know, voice work was a way for me to take it to the next level because a lot of comics were, you know, some did the road, some got on sitcoms, some just sort of, sort of faded into obscurity. They just couldn't quite make the jump into right. another area. Not everybody was going to be Richard Pryor or Bill Bellamy or Martin Lawrence, you know. Right, it's And true. Uh, for me, voice work has been that, that satisfying next step. Uh, yeah. So as a, as a stand-up comedian, well, let me ask you, before I ask you this question, what do you prefer, voiceovers, comedy, or... Well, that's a great question. It's For me, it's always all happening all at once, it seems. I never really okay. make a differentiation. I wake up in the morning. Some people, you know, they have, you know, uh, you know, toast and pancakes and cereal for breakfast. I have lights, camera, action. I mean, I'm Mr. Show Business all the way. You know, I get up. It's just like, you know, Figaro, Figaro, you know. And then, and then, you know, then I give her twenty dollars and she leaves, you know. And it's, uh, you know, because it's, you know, it's a tight neighborhood here. It's a whole hot block. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, they come by my window. They're like, "Where's the bag?" I'm like, "Well, it's not garbage tonight." Oh. You know, but uh, but you know, you 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 know, it's in multiple streams of income. You know, and then of course the mm-hmm. helicopter goes over and it's like, "Whoop! Time to go to the airport." You know, <laughs> you know, Juan from Nicaragua. He's not sending a pony this time, but. But I digress. I'm sorry. Which yeah, the question is, which do I prefer? It's it's all all the world's a stage. It's all kind of together. I like acting work because you get to explore characters. You can do the same in voiceover. You can do the same with stand up. And uh, I'm really excited to see kind of where the industry goes. You know, I think your generation is doing uh, some really exciting new things. You know. Um, Really are. You see, want to see where it goes and how to how to kind of morph it to the new new millennium. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So as a as a stand up um, comedian, is because I know a lot of uh, comedians get in trouble for some of the jokes they make. People think yeah. inappropriate or whatnot. Is there is there a certain things you won't touch or there are certain boundaries you won't push or or is it all free game? Um, you know, it's funny. When, back in the 90s, you notice – well, I noticed, I'll put it this way, that there were – we could be much more risque now uh, with Obama in office and a whole lot of things, you know, 9-11 happening. And the world is – it's a different world now in, yeah. in a lot of real ways. People are more sensitive now because of what's going on in, in, in history. I think it's a comic's responsibility. You know, the goal is to bring joy to people, not to bring right. them pain. Um, it, it, it's you're an entertainer first. Uh, that's really what you are, essentially. Whether you're acting, singing, dancing, stand-up, voiceover, you know, you're telling a story, and you want to engage people and inspire them, not not repel them. So it's if you don't have that innate sixth sense to know when you're going too far, uh, or it, it's it's going to be bad. It's really. You know, you you mean the audiences may not always tell you that you're being hurtful or harmful, but you'll just sort of notice the cumulative effect of your your career. Um, you see, uh, I think it's I think it's a tough tough thing. You know, like a while back they had that Michael Richards. He he got up on stage and he was using all these awful awful racial epithets and yeah. you know and. I just don't know. Comedy is a weird art form because you get people 
I, the reason, another one of the reasons, in addition to the fact that my voiceover career was really taking off, and I'd much rather be the movie trailer voice that's supposed to making jokes about the movie trailer voice uh, guy, was that, uh, you know, what what brings laughter to people come from a variety of places. You know, the you know you could be touching on pain or you could be touching on pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I just got real freaked out by the things I would have to do to get to get laughs and. I just don't, you know. So now when I'm exploring sketch comedy, you know, I like characters and things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, tell us, what, what, currently what products are you working on that we would recognize your voice if, uh, in terms of voiceover work? Well, if you're into video games, the Grand Theft Auto video series would be a great place to start. Um, oh, I- um, several characters, a pedestrian and San Andreas. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, uh, one of the several characters in the Los Lobos uh, city in Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5. I'm playing a cab driver who gets held hostage. I don't know, all these guys, all my people get shot, beaten up, or thrown off roofs. I just don't get it. Um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Zix of the Black Blade. uh, That's on the DVD series. Uh, There were a bunch of other video games that I've taped that I can't really talk about because they haven't been released yet, and okay. you know, they kind of keep things under wraps. Uh, but they are you know, some of, from some of the major carriers, and I'm really excited about that because I get to really be an actor. You really get into voice acting because that's, that's really what it is. I'm inspired by voiceover because you can, you can do so much more than you can as an actual live-action actor. You know, you're limited by your look, whereas voice, you're, there's really no limit. It's just your imagination, which is, you know, limitless. What are what are some of the challenges of being a voice a voice over actor? Like, what what are some of the challenges that, you know, any profession there's always, you know, something. Uh, what would you say for to be a voiceover actor? What would be a challenge? I think probably the biggest is um, keeping the balance between going with what's trendy and digging deep and expanding as a voiceover artist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because, okay. you know, uh, I, I did train for a number of years with various teachers and speech coaches and, and very established voiceover artists to develop a craft and a technique. Uh, so there's a little bit of what I do is, you know, I cater to the trend. You know, you, you change your voice delivery to fit kind of what's going on in the, at the moment. And then most of it really has to do with you, your own, your own vision. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, tell everybody where they can keep up with you and, and uh, keep up with the exciting things you have going on. Well, uh, you can go to Cool Voice Radio. Actually, Cool Voice Media. <laughs> Radio, that was my old website. My new website is coolvoicemedia.com. Uh, I was hoping you could play one of my demos on the air. Do we have time for that, or, or do, do we have to wrap up? We actually have to wrap up, but what we can do definitely is uh, definitely play it next week or it, or heading back on another time, we can play some of your um, demos because they're hilarious. They're hilarious. And then even your voiceover work is just amazing. Like, when you were just doing a few samples, it's like you remembered, you know, hearing those commercials. Great. You remember your commercials. Do you want to give us really another, another sample real quick before you, before you uh, leave? Uh, space HD coming July 1st. Wow. Or now, in this case, coming August 1st because, you know, if it's coming July 1st, then we've missed it. 
<laughs> that's another thing about voiceovers. You know, they never tell me what time it is. Um, but I got a lot of different things happening. I also teach and coach voiceover. So if you go to Cool Voice Media, C O O L V O I C E M E D I A dot com, uh, if you need a voiceover for like an intro, outro for your radio show, I know you probably have a lot of colleagues that do our shows. I do intros and outros, commercials for businesses. You know, it's not just for major products. You know, I have a voiceover company, so I'll train people and also do a voice if you need, you know, someone to sound sexy on your outgoing message. Well, we definitely appreciate it. We definitely appreciate you being on tonight. And, I mean, it's, it's a pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to you because I had no idea that you were the voice behind so many great things. But well, I appreciate you so that. Uh, yeah, and, and you guys are based in Atlanta, right? Uh, I would like to talk with you about uh, some projects I'd like to bring there. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll definitely. I'll send you an email. We'll, we'll connect. Fantastic. Thanks. Take care. You have a good one. And for for more information about X Man, definitely go on our Facebook page. There's a link where you can check him out and keep up with all the great things he has going on. We'll be right back after this. Get Powerhouse Wolf Entertainment's artist Ron Anthony's love-making song, Home Tonight. Let's stay home tonight with the one you love. Produced by Blue Wolf Paul Pato. Download the single now on iTunes, Amazon, and all major stores. R-A-H-N-A-N-T-H-O-N-I. This will make you grow in love. This is from the forthcoming CD on Wolf Entertainment. You can check out other songs, including inspirational and dance music by this artist, on www.wolfentertainment.com.au. Let's get back to making love. Welcome back. Now it's time to go on to Stephen's playlist. As you know, we receive music from people all over the country. One to be featured during this segment. Each week we select artists to play on our playlist, and tonight our playlist features songs from both independent and major artists, including tonight's guest. I'm sorry, including our music, Neil Williams, and my brand new single, On My Way, and many, many more. Uh, if you're interested in being featured, please email us at the Stephen Ice Show at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. I know I have an inbox full of music. We're going through them. We'll be playing them soon. Remember that all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing, and we definitely look forward to hearing from you. Now, the first song is my new single that will be available for download in about a week or so, entitled On My Way. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist. Just the other day, we turned and walked away Put you all alone, heart full of pain Never said goodbye, put you there to cry Broken down, standing in the rain hey. But wipe all your tears away Try getting saved
play. You know I'm coming over to make sure you're okay. You don't have to wait. I'ma save the day. Call me Superman. You'll be Lois Lane. Girl, I'm on my way. Sing a new song, but you write it in the air for love. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. 
Like Rondo, 
take what's mine. One system at a time, yo. Pause the game, fun real quick. Me, my homie, just busting chicks. I look at him, he look at me like, what to do? I'm like, I don't know. Get it in, going down. No marathon, but they running now. Beat it up, no coming down. Soak that shit when you come around. Share the wealth, no need to hog. Ask them chicks by easy guard. Bet they say I'm going hard. Say what? I'ma get it while you screaming out of desperation I never stress the hating The throne is for the taking Why you patiently waiting? We breaking, breaking, breaking Coming to game, no kind of roll Young and wave with a surfing board Time, no stop, no pause Full effects, then pop for cause Drop the top and shock the Lord All these folks like, oh my God Tell me now I ain't on my job Learning ain't easy to God Stay the f*** around me Cause feeling contagious Victory's my girl How I know I can taste it I'm too cool to be basic, I'm too rude to be faking, I'm too smooth to be hating, damn sure no fool to be chasing.
Well, that was our playlist. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. I want you to connect with us online. We're on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Stephen Knight Show on Twitter, Stephen Knight Show, S-H-O. Our website is StephenKnightShow.web.com, Google+. Plus. Google us. We're out there. We're definitely out there. I uh, want to thank our guests tonight. Definitely a pleasure to have them on, Mr. Fred Thomas and Xavier Paul. Xavier X-Men Paul, I want to thank you all for joining us this week and hope you all have a great one. Uh, remember, this is one that I'm working on, that the sky is the limit. Live your life to, to fullness. If you're at a job that you're stuck in that you don't like, switch it. If you're in a relationship that you don't like, get out of it. This is your life. You have one life to live here on earth. Live it to full capacity. I want everyone to remember uh, to check out the EOTM Awards. They're going down this Winter in November, uh, go to EOTMAwards.com and uh, just keep keep supporting us. Tell a friend. We appreciate you. Have a great week, and God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.